Uh, the legislation on cannabis. The cannabis plan. That cannabis stops the growth of cancer tumors. Marijuana is still a Schedule 1 Many drug. attempts have been made to move cannabis out of Schedule 1, and they always fail. A plant that's very easy to grow suddenly becomes something that's worth thousands and thousands of We have to talk about this. We have to beat the drum because I don't think other people really are. I hope that someone can actually keep educating people about this. All right, all right. What's up, everybody? We are back. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I've been away for a couple weeks. Um, I've actually been uh, in the process of moving uh, from my uh, recent location to a new location. Uh, just another small town close by. Um, paying less less <laughs> in rent and bills, so uh, I really had to you know make the move quickly. Um, it's beneficial to me, beneficial to everything I'm doing. So uh, it was really. It was, and it was a process to get done, honestly. Um, also, uh, you know, I was sick for about um, three days. Nothing serious, no COVID or nothing. Just had a, uh, a stuffy nose and a, and a little bit of a cough. And uh, that's about it, honestly. I just couldn't breathe through my nose. And I kept getting dry mouth. It, like, it was like almost like an endless cotton mouth that I just had. And it was fucking annoying. But anyways, we're back. Can we talk? You know the deal. We're streaming on multiple platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, um, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. I think I already said that. Sorry, uh, and Pandora, just to name a couple. Uh, any platform you could think of where you hear your podcast, um, definitely you can catch us on. You can catch us on there. Can we talk? That C A N N W E T A L K. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and YouTube. All right, guys. Um, so, uh, just a quick heads up to this, um, this episode's called Talk Turpins to Me. Uh, I chose that name and I chose the, the specific direction of this podcast for a reason. Uh, you know, we're going to go over our, our normal routine of, uh, talking about some, you know, current events, some things going on in the industry today. Uh, but instead of giving you guys tips today and it's, and instead of doing strains of the week, I figured I'd go over some of the, uh, more, um, well-known turpin profiles that are actually in cannabis um this uh believed to be hundreds of different types of turpins i believe over 200 some say they could be over thousands you know what i mean it really just varies on who you're talking to about it um they they say there's um some of the people say there's more than 30,000 different turpins like there's so many though who knows um and you know uh I felt because every time I do strains of the week, I'm constantly giving you guys turpin profiles, uh, you know, like myrosine, pine and lemon and all these different turpin profiles. And I feel like uh, not enough people know what they are and what they do and how they benefit and how they work with cannabis to, to benefit um, the, the consumer. So uh, I chose to go over like we're going to go over later about eight different turpins, uh, go into their profiles, go into the different cannabis is cannabis you can find them in go into the different uh products you can find them in uh and some of the beneficial uh some of the medical benefits from from these turpins but first let's get into these current events we got a lot going on all right uh to start it we got uh mississippi hold on hold on we got mississippi actually uh researchers from mississippi were awarded 1.3 seven million dollars to study cannabis and pain relief uh for potential uh, for potentially for hiv patients all right they're um 
uh, a team of researchers from the University of Mississippi were awarded this grant uh, to study pain relief potential uh, for HIV-positive patients. Uh, the study will be conducted at the university's National, National Center for Natural Products, the, more, the now famous institution that had only had only had the only permit to grow cannabis for research in the United States for the past 50 years. So this, uh, this specific, specific university, and it's funny that this university is actually in Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi is one of the, the strongholds of, uh, cannabis prohibition. Uh, so it's, it's, it's pretty interesting to see, um, them taking a different look at things now. Uh, you, and I really just think they're more into the aspects of, of medical benefits, uh, I don't. I want to say they don't have any um, any specific laws in place. I think they might have medical. Let me check real quick. Oh, it's decriminalized, uh, but uh, there has been no uh, medical programs yet or um, recreational programs. So there's that's one thing about that. So researcher Nicole Ashpole, assistant professor of pharmacology, said that cannabis has hundreds of compounds in its other in it other than THC and CBD, and we don't know much about how these compounds might affect the, the human body. By exploring the effects of the compounds against HIV pain, we can gain insight into the potential benefits or risk in numerous other inflammatory disease states. All right, so that's what she had to say about that. Um, and like I said, uh, it's good to see, you know, um, states that haven't been necessarily on the side of cannabis to really start looking into different things like this. And it's so crazy that that was the only uh, the National Center for Natural Products was the only place in the United States for the past 50 years that was allowed to do cannabis research. And it was in Mississippi. It's, it's crazy. It's really uh, interesting. Uh, it's good. It's, I'm glad they're doing this. And, you know, I've, I've I think I've brought up uh, st- stories about this. I, I think I shared one recently on Instagram too about this, how Mississippi's doing this with HIV. And you can like look more into that story if you guys want. Um, pretty sick, pretty sick. Um, all right, on to the next topic. Bipartisan Pennsylvania senators to file cannabis banking protection bill against congressional reform stalls. A bipartisan pair of Pennsylvania state senators have announced that they will soon be introducing companion legislation, Commonwealth. Campaigning, camp, campaigning, campaigning, companion. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Senator John DeSanto, a, a Republican and Sheriff Street, a Democrat, distributed a co-sponsored co-sponsorship memo to colleagues on um several weeks ago, unveiling their plan to file a bill that would safeguard banks and insure and insurers against the penalized by state regulators, regulators. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. I'm still a little uh, stuffy and and congested and stuff. And yeah, cotton mouth for days. And it's not really cotton mouth. It's just, I don't know. I can't breathe through my nose. So I'm constantly breathing through my mouth. So fucking constantly drying out. And it sucks. (laughs) Um, So the senators serve as chairman and minority chairman of the Banking and Insurance Committee. Um, so this is a big deal. Um, they're trying to provide safe banking for, uh, people in, uh, for certain cannabis companies in the state. It's obviously a big deal as we know that a lot of banks don't like to work with cannabis company because it's considered federally illegal. 
Um, while financial institutions are generally more wary of facing consequences from federal regulators, under the current policy of prohibition, the state-level reform could further empower banks to work with Pennsylvania's medical cannabis market as congressional legislators try to advance the federal policy the federal policy change. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a, a big step forward for not just Pennsylvania, but for the industry as a whole. Uh, it's good to see states put trying to put in some type of uh, reform or some type of bills uh, that are helping, you know, that at least allowing banks locally. You know, I'm pretty sure some credit unions help out, like local credit unions. So big federal banks, you know, when you're working with millions and millions of dollars and stuff like that, most most people want their their money in a bank like that. Um, and still those credit unions and stuff like that that do help out are still subject to penalty due to federal government. Um, so they need protections in place from the state. Um, I do think this is you know, this is a big step forward. Um, there's not much. There's not much the Pennsylvania legislator can do to get cannabis banking reform enacted at the federal level, but the pending legislation would make it uh, so no state agency could prohibit, penalize, or otherwise discourage a financial institution or insurer from providing financial insurance services to a legitimate cannabis-related business or business associated with legitimate cannabis-related business, according to the primarily draft language of the bill that was shared with Marijuana Moment. So this story was all a marijuana moment, by the way, guys. You can check it out, the whole story on there. Uh, they go a little more in depth on everything. Um, like I said, they, they're trying to push this bill forward. Uh, if it goes forward, it's going to be a big, big, big deal. Uh, you know, it's going to it's gonna allow people to, uh, you know, work with financial institutions, uh, work with insurance companies uh, to insure their, their products, their businesses, and their, and, and these all those things. Because uh, as you know right now, uh, cannabis companies and businesses a lot of them can't get insurance either uh for the simple fact that there is federally illegal and that's just the thing that just happens all right and we're moving on on to the next subject uh cbd restricts tumor growth in cancer patients finds new study a new study from augusta university focused on uh global gli- uh global glioblastoma glioblastoma there you go um focused on glioblastoma one of the deadliest and fastest growing forms of brain tumors reveals that uh, cannabidiol cbd is a beneficial form of treatment the prognosis of glioblastoma is a 15 month survival rate following diagnosis based on data of glioblastoma foundation Despite new research on the cancer over the last 15 years, survival has only increased by two months. So from 15 to 17 months. Uh, I mean, it's a couple extra months, but hey, you know, that's not, I mean, that's not nothing to to blink at. Um, The researchers used mice subjects who were made to produce the tumors internally, and they were then administered with inhaled CBD. After this, the tumor reduced in size, noticeably compared to the mice who were not given any CBD. In addition, they found that CBD seemed to obstruct at least three components that are required for angiogenesis to occur. Angiogenesis. Sorry, guys, I'm going to have to look that up because I don't even know what that means. Angiogenesis. Angiogenesis. So 
So angiogenesis is the formation of new blood vessels. The process involves the migration, uh, involves the migration, growth, and differentiation of endo, endothelial cells, which line the inside wall of the blood vessels. The production of angiogenesis is controlled by chemical signals in the body. It's the process in which new blood cells are formed from pre-existing vessels. All right. Interesting enough. Okay. All right. I like that. Cannabidiol has a lot of potential for tumors. Uh, for tumor therapy, says Dr. Babak Babin. B-A-B-A-K-B-A-B-A-N. Dr. Babic Babin. The dental, the dental College of Georgia's Associate, Associate Dean in Research, um, Mr. C Mr. Babin, uh, stated that um, CBD has the, the potential to uh, reverse some of these tumor effects or, or potentially slow down the growth. Uh, they said they did notice a two two month increase. Uh, but, you know, it's also about dosage, I believe. I don't know what type of dosage they were giving these patients, but um, I rec I recommend higher doses when it comes to CBD. I've always said that when if you want to really feel the effects of CBD, you really got to get high doses. Like I'm talking, like if let's say, let's say for you to get when you smoke THC, um, you need maybe like twenty five percent, right? A twenty five percent or uh twenty five milligrams edible or something like that. That's gonna get you right. That's gonna get you fucked up. Uh, it's gonna get you high. Now, when it comes to CBD, a twenty five milligram candy is not really gonna do much for you. Um, you probably would be more better off in the area of two hundred and fifty to twenty five hundred milligrams of CBD. Now, that's gonna really affect you in a beneficial way. All right, and that's the thing they don't realize is that these things act very differently within your body and we need and they need to understand that higher doses of CBD are needed to really um to really get those benefits all right um Dr. Babin also said it's considered relatively safe and has been proven to help regulate the immune system effectively he also explained that glioblastomas create a microenvironment that's one of the most complex for tumors all right. So, yeah. So I mean, with C with CBD involved, and you know, obviously, that people have been talking about cannabis for cancer for so long, um, and you know, this is constantly more studies and more studies coming out every day. Uh, this is from Augusta, Augusta University, a very uh, well renowned uh, university. Um, so it's really, it's really, it's really amazing to see them doing this work and uh, looking into these studies. All right. Next, we have U.S. Senate candidate smokes a blunt in a campaign ad. This was awesome, by the way. So a Louisiana Democratic U.S. Senate candidate is seen smoking a blunt in a New Orleans field in his first campaign ad. The title is Thirty Seven Second legalized marijuana and it is just a 37 second ad um and it basically um talks about uh the disproportionate effects of cannabis law and how it's affected uh black communities and the money that is spent on enforcing cannabis law um gary chambers jr uh said that 
um, every 37 seconds, someone is arrested for cannabis possession in the U.S., which, uh, by the way, that's a fucking crazy statistic, and it's fucking stupid, and we need to get our shit together with it when it comes to this. Uh, the candidate notice, uh, notes that the majority of people who police arrest for cannabis aren't dealers, but are arrested for possession, possessing small personal amounts of cannabis. Chambers is an entrepreneur from Baton Rouge and co-founder of media outlet and real collection, according to his campaign website. Um, I do have that commercial, uh, that um, clip for you guys from Gary Chambers, that little thing. I'm just going to play it for us real quick so we can get a listen to and see what it's all about. It is pretty cool. Every 37 seconds, someone is arrested for possession of marijuana. Since 2010, state and local police have arrested an estimated 7.3 million Americans for violating marijuana laws, over half of all drug arrests. Black people are four times more likely to be arrested for marijuana laws than white people. States waste $3.7 billion enforcing marijuana laws every year. Most of the people police are arresting aren't dealers, but rather people with small amounts of pot, just like me. I'm Gary Chambers, and I'm running for the U.S. Senate. And I approve this message. That was fucking a badass. Oh. Uh, yeah, I did have to hear it one more time. Just because I wanted to hear him say that one statistic about... Every 37 seconds, someone is arrested for possession of marijuana. Since 2010... State and local police have arrested an estimated 7.3 million. 7.3 million. I like how the numbers are switched. That's crazy. Four times more likely black people are more likely to be arrested. Now. Dude, that's crazy. And that, you know, that does. It doesn't make no sense because. You know, we already know that minor uh, minorities and white people and blacks, more, majority of everybody uses cannabis at the exact same rate. So the fact that they're four times more likely to be arrested for that is uh, crazy. Um, but even more so, like in general, just majority, how majority uh, of people are just in possession of small amounts. You know, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, I know that I've been through that experience where i've got arrested for a very very small amount of cannabis um i think it was like a couple dime bags got arrested um they you know they threw me and my uh, my mom my family out of housing authority you know we were in housing at the time kicked us right out of housing and this is in massachusetts so you know it wasn't legal yet at the time but you know how how things have changed like that probably wouldn't happen now but yeah, you know, we've been I went through the ringer and stuff like that. So because of cannabis, I've been arrested for it. I've been, you know, my whole life flipped upside down because of it. Um and you know, I, I you know, I don't want to talk, you know, the situation <laughs> the reason why I was in that situation in the first place was more devastating, was more, you know, which I'm not going to get into. It's kind of a private matter, but I'm not even going to get it. But like, it's like the situation that this whole thing happened, why the cops were even there wasn't, wasn't even for the cannabis and was in my opinion, a much worse of a, of a violation of a mistake, you know, of a, of a, of a, of a, a crime that was committed than me having the cannabis. But the only thing they cared about was the cannabis they were literally going to let me go for the the incident that happened, 
But once they found some of that cannabis, they literally arrested me for two grams. And thank God I, I had a court appointed lawyer, but he was good at his job. And he was like, you know, this dude only has less than a gram of cannabis on him. And you guys are trying to say he's selling cannabis. That's clearly personal use, you know. And thank God, you know, I believe it was decriminalized at the time. I'm not even 100% sure. But, you know, I got off with like a little probation. You know, I had to pay a couple fines, but that shit was crazy. Um, So a little bit about... um. Mr. Chambers' home state of Louisiana. Um, Louisiana has seen some cannabis law laws relaxed in recent years. In 2021, the state decriminalized 14 grams of cannabis. And on January 1st, smokable cannabis became available in Louisiana medical dispensaries. Uh, the New Orleans City Council went even further to expunge 10,000 cannabis possession crimes for those convicted after 2010. Why the fuck only 2010? Like, I'm sure there's people in there that, did nothing, that didn't fucking hurt anybody or do anything wrong. So, uh, I don't know why only 2010. There's people probably sitting in there for fucking 20, 30 years for cannabis, for a fucking dime bag. I think. I mean, 10,000 cannabis uh, possession crimes, though, expunged. I mean, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, that's pretty dope. Uh, I mean, you can, go, you can go back as far as you can. Why stop at 2010? All right, on to the next and final subject of our of what's going on in our current events in, in cannabis. Uh, I know this has been a big story going around lately, and I said, and you know, the question has been, can cannabis prevent COVID? Uh, you know, um, maybe, but you know, chances are, um, that's not going to happen from smoking. So, a study that suggests com- components of cannabis can prevent coronavirus infection have been quite the buzz lately like i said i am and the main the main components actually are cbda and cbga all right these are two cannabis sativa plant compounds uh and they're found they have been found to prevent coronavirus and its emerging variants from infecting the human kidney cells in a laboratory peer-reviewed study by researchers at oregon state university the compound did so by binding to the sars-cov-2 spike protein Blocking the critical step in the process the virus uses to infect people, according to a January 10th anniversary news release about the research. So I don't know if you guys know what about the spike protein. The spike protein is the thing, uh, is the, is when you, that's why when you see the pictures of COVID, it's like a ball. And it's got a bunch of little spikes, right? Little spike proteins. And that's how it attaches to your immune system, to your body. It makes you sick. All right. So what CBD and CBG have been shown to do is basically almost like, I guess you, if you want to put, look at it like this, uh, picture a spike, or like a needle, like a spike on a, a spiky ball or something like that, and you just put like a like a fuzzy ball on the end of it or something like that, and now that spike's not going to be able to poke or, or, or stick or attach to anything. You got like it blocked by something, all right? I mean, that's probably a shitty example, but I'm just trying to <laughs> make you guys visualize what I'm trying to say. So um, pretty significant uh, research uh, being found. They were saying this back, uh, back in 2020, in the in the summer of 2020, the fall of 2020, uh, Israel was doing studies with cannabis already. Uh, a bunch, of, I believe, Harvard was, um, John Hopkins. You know, they were already doing things with cannabis for a while and saying these different things. Uh, the study used hemp-derived CBD and CBGA in quantities virtually impossible to obtain from smoking weed. Um, uh, 
So a little bit about CBG. All right, CBG um, is it's called Cannabis Girl, Girl, Cannabis Girl, C A N N A B I G E R O L, Cannabis Girl. That's a tough one. Uh, is a non-acidic cannabinoid produced when heat when heat is applied to CBGA, which is cannabigerolic acid. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, these fucking uh, cannabinoid names are, are crazy. I'd rather just say they're abbreviated. <laughs> CBG. All right, it's close chemical. Uh, it's obviously a close chemical relative of CB, uh, CBD, THC, and CBC. CBG is found mainly in hemp products and strains bred from high. High THC usually contain very low amounts of CBG, less than 1% usually. I don't know if you guys noticed, I've done a few strains of the week. A lot of them have had that 1% CBG mark, uh, so that's pretty dope. Uh, high CBD strains, on the other hand, contain much higher concentrates of essential cannabinoids. All right, CBG doesn't necessarily get you high. It's more of a body, uh, more of a body uh, thing. You know what I mean? It's not like THC. Where it interfect, uh, interacts with your brain chemistry and, and things of that nature. Uh, uh, CBG is actually known as a anti 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 anti. I can't say this word. Antigenist. Antigenist. I think that sounds right because it interferes with the trippy high of the THC. So basically, uh, you could use actually CBG to uh, go about. Um, you can use CBG to actually counter out the effects of a bad trip, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool, in my uh, my opinion. Uh, da, 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 da. CBG, yes. So um, I'm trying to see. I know there's a certain way that you can get CBG. Obviously, it comes from hemp. They said. I believe it's a certain. Uh, it's a certain time. Uh, when the plant is uh, when you can get the CBG, I want to say it's uh, in the younger stages of the plant before it flowers and all these different things. So yeah, so so the plant has to be younger, uh, not fully developed, you know, not flowering, uh, and you can get those high levels of CBG. So um. Some of the uh, the benefits of CBG, um, antibacterial, anesthetic, it relieves pain, slows bacterial growth, anticonvulsive, um, helps with seizures, anti-inflammatory, anti-insomnia, uh, anti-proliferative, I can't even fucking say that, proliferative, I have to get better at reading guys, I apologize, antidepressant, uh, bone stimulant, brain cell stimulant, appetite stimulant, you know, can be used for all the, a bunch of different uh, ailments and diseases, glaucoma, epilepsy, anti-inflammatory disorder, chronic pain, depression, insomnia, cancer, low appetite, bladder dysfunction, and, and so many other different things you can be used to uh, CBD to treat. Uh, it's pretty amazing uh, the power that the, you know cannabis has and all these different cannabinoids, uh, which I think we're going to uh, take some time one of these days and go over all these different cannabinoids from THC to CBG to CBN to CBC to CBD. Fucking every single one of the motherfuckers we're going to talk about one of these days. I think we'll probably dive into that uh, maybe next, on a ne- uh, not next episode, but the one after that. We'll do a little something, uh, maybe instead of tips, 
we'll go into you know like a little educational thing about the different types of uh the different types of cannabinoids because there's so fucking many trust me all right and that's what i got for the current events guys you know that's what's going on in the industry today um you know it things are moving quickly uh and ever changing in this industry so uh, it's good to stay up to date um, you know, and like I said, make sure you follow us on the Instagram and Facebook. We're constantly posting different stories, updates on the industry, updates on the community, what's going on um, in specific areas. And, you know, we try to keep it as positive as possible. Yes, there's always bad news in the industry. Yes, there's always bad things happening, things we don't agree with. Um, but we do try to keep it mainly positive here on the podcast and, and on the social media pages. Uh, so, yeah, give us a follow. Check us out. Uh, Can We Talk? C-A-N-N-W-E-T-A-L-K. Can We Talk? All right, and like I said, guys, we're, we're skipping the tips today, uh, and you know, and we're and the strains, and we're going over the turpins. Uh, like I mentioned, what turpins are before, uh, they're basically like the flavor profiling, uh, that that that's given to different products, different plants, um, and it's the smell profile also, uh, and all those different things. All right, so um, I'm going over just a few. I want to say I think there's about eight of them that I really want to get into. And they're the, it's because they're the main turpins that you find in cannabis. You know, you don't find every single turpin out there in cannabis, but these ones are the main ones. Um, I want to get into them really good because I'm constantly bringing these up when we do the strains of the week. And I thought it'd just be a nice educational, you know, a little thing to learn about these different turpins and how they affect your body and how they how they interact with cannabis and how they interact with cannabis and your body. All right. So let's get into it. Uh but before I get into it, I'm going to have to light this blunt real quick. So first, uh, the first turpin, we got terpene, turpin, uh, everybody says it different, but the first turpin we got here uh, is a very important one. It's found in a lot of different strains of cannabis, uh, mainly uh, White Widow is one of the main ones you'd probably couldn't think of that contains myrcene. It, it's got an earthy uh, citrus flavor notes to it. Uh, you know, myrcene, that's what the flavor profile is. Um, also, Special Kush is another strain that actually has myrcene in it. Special Kush um, is an abundant compound which occurs naturally as a major constituent in many plant species. Uh, myrcene is found in hops, cosmetics, soaps, and also detergents. Um, in addition to its use of a variety of consumable products, myrcene is used as a starting material in commercially, commercially important scents and flavors such as methanol, neural, and linalool. Uh, and it's funny because Lionel is actually a, a turpin in itself. Uh, the main reported benefits are antioxidant, anti-aging, anti-inflammatory, um, and anesthetic properties. So, myrcene, uh, off the rip, it's it's providing you the anti-inflammatory, the antioxidant, and the anti-aging. So, basically, this turpin's keeping you young, keeping you healthy, 
Uh, it, it's got, like I said, it's got those citrusy notes to it. It's got that earthy flavor almost to it. So when you see that terpene profile on those specific strains, when it says myrcene, just know that that's what you're expecting. And you, like you said, you can expect those same types of things, um, scents and flavors and different types of hops, cosmetics and all those different things. All right. Next, we have limonin or limonin, uh, depending how you say it. Uh, like I said, all, all of these things are, are different. It's a very citrusy terpene. Uh, similar to the last one, uh, not as earthy though, very more citrusy, more fruity. Um, it can be found in a different variety of citrus fruits, as well as uh, strains like Super Lemon Haze and the White. Um, lemonin is a chemical found in the peel of the peels of citrus fruit mainly, and in other plants. It is used to make medicine. is in It's in foods, beverages, and chewing gum. Um, it is also used for flavoring in pharmaceuticals. Um, and med uh, medical ointments, as well as uh, creams to pen that penetrate your skin. Uh, lemonin is used for obesity, cancer, and bronchitis. Uh, is what they what they say a lemonin can be used for. Um, they also had a little disclaimer for this one. I guess I'm guessing it's because it says cancer on it, because they always have to put those little disclaimers. Uh, it says there's no scientific, no good scientific evidence to support these uses. But it's on here though. But you guys, they, you know, they they wrote about it, so I don't get it, how they don't have the research. But you know, they're covering their ass. You know, they don't want nobody to come after them. Big farmer and shit, trying to take everyone down. That says, you know, if you say cannabis can do this, this to this, or help with this, help with that, bro, you get fucking canceled so fast. They don't like that shit. Try to say cannabis can cure cancer. Cannabis can cure AIDS. Cannabis can do this. Cannabis can cure everything. Why fucking do we need big pharma? If we can do this shit ourselves, you know, that's the bigger thing. That's why it's been illegal for so long. That's why it was, um, you know, it was demonized for so long. You know, it was because of that reason. Anyways, just went on a rant real quick. Um, next is uh, we got Pinin. Uh, Pinin uh, is basically lives up to its name. It's, it's found in pine trees. All right. It's also found in different strains like Blue Dream and Jack Hera. Uh, it's constant. Um, it is mainly found in coniferous trees all right and essential oils uh pharmaceutical activities have been reported including antibiotic resistance resistant modulation uh anticoagulant anti-tumor antimicrobial antioxidant anti-inflammatory all right protective against cytotoxicity and anti uh it's also been an antiseptic uh antiseptic benefits as well uh, cytotoxicity is a very interesting word that I want to look up. Um, one second, guys. Uh, I like when uh, there's things on, you know, I don't really remember what they mean, so I have to double take and do it again. But it's always fun. It's always fun to learn something new. Cytotoxicity is the degree of which a substance can be can cause damage to a cell. Uh, a substance or a process that causes cell damage or death is referred to as cytotoxic. Cyto meaning cell and toxic meaning poisoned. So cell damage. All right. It's when your cell gets, cells get damaged. So, um, yeah, this helps uh, against cytotoxicity. Uh, Pinin, it's a very beneficial for when it comes to cytotoxicity. Uh, we mentioned a couple other things, uh, anti-tumor, which is amazing. So, you know, makes you wonder too, is like, you know, is it the 
is it the cannab is it the cannabinoids that's beneficial which i think they are or is it the terpene profiles in the can cannabis and the cannabinoids that in the can you know that are, are beneficial so it's really like you know what are the beneficial but and you know let's even think about it like this like if all these different terpenes are, are beneficial why aren't we using these terpenes you know what i mean it's because they directly link it with cannabis so you look at it like they're bad also like these terpenes are found in everyday essentials everyday things that we use you know what i mean they have all these benefits you're telling me they don't, they don't know about these benefits you know maybe that's why they realize cannabis has to be legal because you know they have these terpene profiles they know these terpene profiles can do benefits and, and do wonders and you know when you when you mess with cannabis or you or you cross breed or cross pollinate or things like that of that nature um you can make some pretty crazy stuff you can make some pretty interesting medicine you know what i mean so and that i mean that scares the, the establishment i'll tell you that right now and it makes sense why it's been legal illegal for so long you know what i mean All right, next is uh, carophylline, also known as beta carophylline, offering up some spicy sweet combina uh, sweet notes. Beta carophylline is also noted for its ability to emulate a cannabinoid's behavior. That's crazy. Uh, it, uh, uh is the only terpene to act like a cannabinoid. It can directly activate cannabinoid receptors by, by binding to CB2 receptors. Uh, by it's basically acts as its own CB2 receptors. Now I don't know if you guys know the difference between CB1 receptors and CB2 receptors. Uh, I believe CB1 receptors are um, are um, are mental. Are, are your are your uh, your your head high? All right. Uh, it's kind of a um, you know it's gonna get you that it's that it's what the THC affects the most. Um, is the CB1 receptors, all right? That's your mind that works in your in your head and, and things of that nature. The CB2 receptors are more of your body, and it's uh, it's more of a body effect, all right? The, that's where your CB2 receptors are and all your different organs and different things like that, all right? Um, like I said, CB1 is mainly located in the brain. CB2 mainly situated in the uh, perif periphery. Periphery, all right? Spleen, tonsillary immune cells okay that's where you find those cb2 receptors uh and the cb1s more in the hippocampus the cere cerebellum the cerebrum that's where you find your cb1 receptors all right and you know different strains react with these different receptors all the time um and that's a you know and to find out that carophylline acts like its own cb2 receptor is pretty crazy so it's able to uh you know affect those uh those cb2 receptors in the body that we just mentioned in your immune cell all the way down to your immune cells all right carophylline is present in many herbs spices hops cloves black pepper oregano cinnamon and basil all right so they have it's in spices they literally have this shit in spices which is crazy because uh, it's just like we could literally be putting these different things together and putting them in our bodies in a certain way maybe making some type of tea or something of that nature uh, and taking and making sure we get it every day um, and we could be literally healing ourselves taking care of ourselves and you know but that's what brings me back to my point you know there's natural remedies for things and everything um, but why would they well, there's no money in anything that's natural that you can grow yourself and that you can do yourself 
Um, so that's why, you know, I think, you know, the Terpins aren't talked about as a lot. And if they're out talked about, they usually often talk about with cannabis, uh, which we know how that story goes. Uh, Carophyllene has shown to have antioxidant, anti-inflammatory properties and to be a possible therapy for uh, treating inflammatory bowel disease. Uh, research has even found that the connection to lifespan longevity by reducing gene stress. So carophyllene is reducing gene stress. All right. That's I mean, like that just sounds crazy. Gene stress. Let's look up a little bit about gene stress because I never even heard of that shit before. Gene stress. I wish I had somebody look this shit up for me because I have nothing about that. Major finding on genetics of stress respond to stress related disorders. Of, uh... All right. Yeah. Anyways, pretty cool, pretty dope, and that's uh, carophyllene. All right, now on to the next one. Linolul. Linolul uh, is a floral, meat spicy uh, profile, uh, known for its ability to relieve mental stress and depression. Linolul can be found in uh, specific strains like Chemdog and Skywalker OG. Uh, its characteristic lavender scent. With a hit of spiciness is common in over 200 types of plants. Over 200 types of plants, Linolul's in. And we were just talking about uh, one of the other uh, terpenes. Uh, which one was it? I think it was lemon and. No. <clears throat> Excuse me. Myrcene. Is Myrcene a Linolul or some shit like that? It's weird. It's weird how these terpenes work. It's weird how the uh, nature works. Uh, so, and. Uh, in... <laughs> It's common that even though uh, even those who don't use cannabis end up consuming over two grams of linalool each year through their food. So we just mentioned it's over in two different types, uh, two hundred different types of plants, and you and you eat at least two grams a year. Everyone, everyone, even if you're not trying. And if you think about plants and stuff, like you know, how many of those two hundred plants are edible plants that we already, you know, that we eat on a daily basis or we eat on a regular basis? Uh, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, some of the benefits of linolul uh, is reduced levels of anxiety and depression, like I mentioned before. And it's an antimicrobial and it low it lowers stress. All right, and it, it, they they even say it has some benefits with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, we mentioned some benefits with cannabis with Alzheimer's disease recently. Uh, now I'm kind of curious and wondering: is it because of the is it because of these terpenes? Now, now are these terpene profiles given the cannabis their true their true benefits? You know, are, are, are those the real benefits of cannabis? You know, I think people need to start looking into these terpene profiles. I think it, what it is, is it's so easy to get these terpenes to extract them and to look at them and to study them through cannabis is why it's been so, uh, you know, not so mainstream and not talked about. It's not easy to get these uh, terpene profiles, I feel. Or to extract them mainly. But I feel like with cannabis... You might be able to do that a little easier. All right. Um, one thing I wanted to look up real quick for you guys was <coughs> um, microbial. I've never heard that. I mean, I've, I've said it a few times um, here in, in a couple other podcasts, but I've never really actually looked it up. Relating to our characteristics of microorganism, especially a bacterium causing disease or fermentation. So basically 
anti-bacteria, anti-disease, all right? Antimicrobial, that's what that means. So a bunch of benefits for Lionel Lowell. Over 200 different plants. That's the most amazing thing I've heard I've heard so far. I mean, besides carophylline being its own C, uh, CB2 receptor, that's fucking bananas also. Uh, but yeah, these terpenes are really something else. Um, and I feel like they're just going to keep getting crazier. All right. Os, uh, this is a tough one. Osimenen. Oisimenen. I'm just going to Google it real quick. <coughs> I'm going to let Google tell you how to say it. Because, uh, yeah, that one was tough. Don't worry, guys. This is why we have Google. This is why this is a podcast, though. For times like this, when I fuck up, I can just keep going and talking and blabbering while I'm searching something for you guys. I can just be on here and just say whatever the fuck I want. All right. Uh, how to say, don't judge me by the way, because, uh, yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you guys. All my listeners. Oisamine. You heard that? Oisamine. All right. So the next interpreter that we're talking about is oisamine. All right. And this is found in, uh, strains like Dutch treat haze, which uh, is a strain I've never heard of. It's, uh, going to have to do, uh, strains of the week on that one. Um, Dutch treat haze sounds delicious. Damn. Oisamine is a sweet, earthy terpene uh, and associated with antiviral, antiseptic benefits. Uh, it can be found in different things like mint, parsley, basil, tarragon, mango, fruits, uh, mango fruits, excuse me, <coughs> lavender, orchard flowers, hops. All right, um, and a bunch of other um, tarragon. I think I said tarragon already. Uh, Oisamine is used in a different and er, different everyday products such as perfumes, fabric softeners. Uh, shampoos soap antiperspirants and uh hard surface hard surface cleaners all right it's using everyday products all right and it's also a cannabis but we don't talk about the benefits of of, of it in antiperspirants <laughs> or, or perfumes you know what i mean we talk about it with it benefits with with cannabis when you smoke it Right, that's what we talk about when it comes to when it comes to oisamine. Its benefits can, can include anti-convulsant activity, anti-fungal activity, anti-tumor, and pest resistant. So it's basically and it's used to in pest resistant products. So basically, uh, bug repellent and things of that nature. Oisamine is usually found in. All right, and it's also good to grow strains with this terpene um, because. It keeps it's a natural bug repellent, a pest resistant. All right, so keeps the pest away when it has those when it has that turbo profile in its strain. So that's another thing to think about, uh, all you girls out there. Oisamine, look a little into oisamine. Which strains have it? How can I get that beneficial turpin into my plant so that way the pests stay away naturally? Isn't that something? That's a great idea. Oisamine. All right, on to the next one. Humulin, humulin, H-U-M-U-L-E-N-E, humulin. All right, it's a uh, spicy, and it's got that spicy wood aroma. All right, and it's almost, uh, it's almost kind of like a, almost like hops uh, to some people. Um, it's found in main, uh, main strains like 
Durban Poison and Granddaddy Perps. Uh, and to and, you know, it's got that warming taste, and it's associated with like different things like anti-inflammatory, antibacterial benefits. Found in the flowering cone of the hops plant, it is also present in marsh elders and a wide array of herbs and spices, including sage, basil, clove, black pepper, coriander, and balsam and fir tree. Fir tree, fir tree, fire tree, fir tree, fir tree, balsam, fir tree, and balsam fir tree. F I R. All right. So you know, just like a few of these other uh, terpenes that we've been going over, line a little oysamine. They have a lot of these terpenes can be found in seasonings, our everyday seasonings that we use: black pepper, basil, uh, you know, spices, and uh, all these different spices. You're finding terpenes that are beneficial to your body, beneficial to you. Uh, they promote appetite suppression, uh, weight loss as an anti-inflammatory. Uh, to uh, they help treat al- it helps treat allergies, um, and also has been uh, it tar- uh, been shown to reduce tumor growth. Once again, I'm going to get back into it because it seems to me like all these terpenes are, are not being, aren't talked about as much as they should be when it comes to the benefits of medicine and medical benefits. Uh, and I feel like they, they literally linked, uh, they basically put them together like a do like a, like a pack, like a team, like you can't get one without the other type of thing. So it's like, you know, for so long, it's like cannabis has been bad. You know, cannabis this. Now it's like cannabis got all these medical benefits. And now terpenes are being talked about even more too. Terpene profiles are so important when it comes to growing your strains. And it's just like, why was it so for so long these things weren't talked about? And it's because they had them together. They put them in the same the same bucket, in the same uh, room, or same coffin pretty much and tried to bury it. You know what I mean? And with the emergence of cannabis coming back, uh, and cannabis growing and the industry growing and the community growing um, we were able to see a shift too back to terpenes all these different terpene profiles where we could find these terpenes uh, and you know things of that nature so it's crazy and it's it, to see to see how it's being talked about more just like cannabis is almost like they had them you know in the doghouse together or something like that all right Terpenoiline, terpenoiline, that's a good one. <coughs> it's got that fresh herb uh, aroma and notes uh, with a sweet with a sweet and pine taste. Uh, when you get that terpenoiline, all right, you can normally find it in Jackara and strains like Chernobyl. Uh, I don't know if I would ever smoke a strain called Chernobyl. I never personally have, and I've never actually even seen it. Um, it's present again in a bunch of different spices, lilac, sage, rosemary, nutmeg, cumin, Apple and, and and also an apple conifer trees and tea trees tea trees. Um, this terpene is known as antioxidant properties and can be a potential anti-cancer agent in the body. Traditional terpenoiline uses use include natural antiseptic, antifungal, antibacterial applications, and mild central nervous system depressant, exhibiting sedative effects mainly when combined with linalool. In proper doses, terpenoiline-rich essential oil may ease distress from restless leg syndrome, insomnia, hypertension, anxiety, and even panic attacks. All right, that's terpenoiline. T-E-R-P-I-N-O-L-E-N-E. Terpenoiline. And it's very, very, very interesting strain. Uh, terpenoiline. I mean, sorry, uh, terpen. And it's actually got terpen in it. It's name. 
So it's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, you know, again, uh, all these different benefits. Uh, it, it's good to know what's in your cannabis when you smoke it. Uh, and it's good to learn about these different benefits. So you're able to pick and kind of adjust, uh, you know, to what you want, what you're going to purchase uh, for the specific diagnosis or the specific need that you have. All right. And that's terpenoiline. All right. On to the next one. We got two left, guys. All right. We got Neurolidol. All right. Neurolidol. N-E-R-O-L-I-D-O-L. Neurolidol has a hints of apples, citrus fruits, and flowers. All right. Make up its profile, um, which can be or its aromas, its taste. Um, and it can be found mainly in bango kush, uh, bango kush <laughs> banana kush, and mango. <laughs> Present in rose, citronella, jasmine, ginger, tea tree, and other plants uh, is where you can find Neralidol. All right. Uh, again, some spices. It, once again, in the tea tree, there's a lot. There's a couple of these different uh, turpins in in the tea tree, which is pretty cool. Uh, maybe that's why tea's a, tea's so important. Um, known to have anti-cancer, antifungal, antibacterial, and anti-inflammatory characteristics. Its aroma is predominantly floral woody and has been used for its calming effects, making it a potential sleeping aid. So again, anti-cancer, anti-sleep aid. I mean, it's not an anti-sleep aid, but it has been used as a sleep aid. You know, anti-cancer, you know, that's the biggest thing. I could, most of these terpenes have said anti-cancer, uh, most of these profiles that I'm reading. Um, so again, that's fucking insane. Um. Yeah, and you can find a lot of this information, by the way, on online. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly which. I could tell you exactly which. I know I used a little bit of uh, Leafly for this one, not as much as usual. Um, I try to like, you know, do a little partnership thing with Leafly, but they told me to go fuck myself. So, um. No, not that I'm mad at them. I'm still going to use their name. I'm still going to, you know, give them a shout outs whenever I, I use their, their information. But I was just like, damn, man. I'm just trying to get some, show some love and get some love. That's all. But yeah. All right. Uh, I'm just trying to find this page for you where I got some of these profiles from. Doom, 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 doom. I believe it was Evergreen. I could be wrong or some shit like that. Uh, not Leafly. Fuck. I got some stuff from Leafly, but there's another site that was really, really good. I can't fucking think of it. Uh, give me a second, guys. Give me a second. Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna have to check the history because I clearly was on that shit <laughs> not that long ago. Uh. Damn, man. Nobody wants to see this history. Shit's sad. Anyways. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Not leaving. No, no, no. Almost there, guys. Almost there. Bear with me. Bear with me. We're here. We're here. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, I'm still congested, guys. I don't know if you could tell. I probably sound like fucking Squidward on this goddamn mic. But yeah, uh, just so you know, I was like, fuck, I can't wait another week or I can't not put an episode out. And, you know, I'd just be just as bad as I was the last time when I stopped out of nowhere. I'm not stopping ever again. I'm going to keep going at least at once a week uh, and keep pushing out these new episodes. Uh, all right, fuck it. I can't find it. Uh, I give up. This is bullshit. Uh, I kind of did write this episode a minute ago. Though. I'm not going to lie. It's just taking me so long to get it recorded. Because I'm a fucking asshole. It's a pretty fucking good company. I don't know why I can't fucking find it. It's because it was so long ago. Sorry. Jesus fuck. Come on. Come on. I know it's coming up. I can feel it. I can smell it. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Hold on. It's fucking hot. All right. Anyways. All right. Fuck it. I can't find the site. I will find it for you and I will bring it up or I'll post about it. I probably fucking deleted it because I can't. Oh. I just fucking saw it. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Did use uh no no, no 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 I didn't I'm lying. Where the fuck is it? Nah, fuck it. Whatever. <clears throat> I suck at Google. Anyways, uh, where were we? Neuraladol? Did we do that one? Yes. No. Yes. Potential sleep aid. Neuralidol. Uh, yeah. Neuralidol. Antibacterial. Antifungal. Anti-inflammatory characteristics. We already went over that. And potential sleep aid. Um, Neuralidol. N-E-R-O-L-I-D-O-L. Uh, so yeah, you can find a lot of information about more information about these different turpins, uh, these different profiles online. All right. The last turpin we have on the list, eucalyptol. Eucalyptol is a very unique turpin. Uh, very simple too, like the you know what we have here. Uh, it's herbal, earthy blend, uh, aromas and taste. Uh, it's a strain some associate with mint. Cannabis consumers may know it best in headband, Girl Scout cookies, and so super silver haze is another strain that you can find eucalyptol. Uh, it's not the main turpin, but it's in there. Uh, found in eucalyptus trees and several other commonly used plants such as bay leaves, uh, cardamom, tea tree, and sage. Again, it's in the sage, and the spices, it's in the tea trees. All right. Uh, they suggest eucalyptol may help with sinus infections, which I could fucking use some eucalyptol right now. 
and pain, as well as a decrease in blood pressure and improves cognitive cognitive functions for those with dementia. So again, another turpin being used to to help with some type of disease, some type of ailment. Uh, constantly, 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 uh, cannabis is is being put to the test when it comes to these different diseases and ailments. And turpins are right behind it. Turpins are actually a partner. Turpins are actually um, what's the good word for it? It's like a it's a it's a it's like a symphony. They need to work together. Like it's like a it's like a partnership. You know what I mean? These the turpins and the cannabis work together to give you the best benef- medical benefits possible. And we've seen cannabis be used for all these different things for cancer, dementia, Alzheimer's. And now we're finding out, hey, these turpins are also used for these different types of diseases as well. Cancer, uh, dementia, um, insomnia, you know. So it's like we know that the specific cannabinoids have the benefits. And now we know the turpins have the benefits. And now we need to figure out, too, how to com- how do we combine those to make, you know, certain strains, certain plants specifically for certain uh, ailments, you know, so like if if we know that, um, let's say, for example, uh, Durban poison, right, was a good. We knew that it, it's THC and it had it, its THC was good for those with dementia uh, or maybe even PTSD or some sort, right? Um, how do we get more eucalyptol into that strain? Because we know eucalyptol has some benefits with dementia. And improving cognitive functions so that's one thing we need to start looking into and i'm sure they already are you know they're already using terpene profile you know but i think more of that is where we we discover you know and like you're looking at the cbg cbn you know cbc and really seeing what sh- what cannabinoids work best with what terpenes what terpene profile all right and that's how we're gonna get the best of the best medicine natural medicine you know from the planet from the earth you know on un- unfucking you know uh what's the word untainted by men all right untainted by man all right straight from mother nature mother earth all right that you know that's some pretty good 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 shit we should be looking into some stuff we should be looking into all right all right guys and that is all i got for you i know it's uh, actually about almost hit an hour not bad actually um I, we didn't do tips today uh, i didn't go over much advice for anything uh but these turpin profiles are really important to me so i really wanted to talk turpin to you guys um uh so you know check us out again we're on spotify uh apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Anchor.fm, wherever you can listen to your podcast, you can listen to us. Uh, no excuses. <laughs> All right. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Can we talk? Uh, you know, give us a follow. Uh, follow anyone can. Uh, you know, anyone can holdings uh, at anyone can. That's N E, the number one, C A N N. All right. Anyone can. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook. All right. Uh, make sure you check out our CCP shop, Canna Care Package. All right, we got some new merchandise out there for you guys. Use the promo code. Use the promo code First One Hundred. You have fifteen percent off. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm gonna hook you up with another another 
a, a different promo code, which will give you 20% off. All right. Use the promo code CWT podcast and you'll get 20% off. All right. I'm doing this special for those who are actually been tuning in, who are actually listening to this to the end. All right. You're going to get 20% off promo code CWT podcast. All right. So, yeah. Uh, next episode is going to be pretty interesting. I'm actually going to drop back to back episodes, guys. I'm doing uh, because I missed a couple weeks in a row. Um, does not mean I haven't been working on the episodes. I just haven't been able to record them. So I'm dropping this episode. Uh, I'm going to drop this episode, uh, I think, Tuesday. Uh, the following episode will be Wednesday and then another one Thursday. So I'm dropping three episodes this week. Get ready. Tune in. Stay tuned. Uh, and let's keep talking, guys.